Well, uh, speaking of last week, we're welcoming people back to the pod. Why don't, uh, I'll, well, why don't I welcome back my uh, regular co-host who's been missing in action for a few weeks. So, uh, Kitch- Chris Kitchen, welcome back to the pod. Hello. Only one week. It's only been one week. Uh, it's only been one. You said two, like a lot of you pods. two pods in one week, though. That's like a first. Yeah. Two pods in one yeah, week. You missed a lot of, it's a busy schedule. A lot of pod. Well, the best part of it, the second pod last week is that it couldn't have been more poorly timed. Uh, as we talked about everything, made predictions, and then 12 hours later, everything changed. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little inaccurate. It was. Yeah. Well, excuse me. I don't, listen, I don't want to obviously um, uh, speak ill of any of our guests. I mean, Eric did a great job, but I mean, I think he missed, I mean, I think he missed every uh, head of every nail uh, in his predictions <laughs> and what was happening. So uh, he, did, he did. I spoke to him. I spoke to him the next day and just thanking him for being on. He goes, uh, yeah, it was about nine hours after the pod when they, when they when I told you they were Nick was here to stay and they and they fired him. And then he said he was on a pod that afternoon with Grange, Michael Grange. And Grange had said on, on that pod that Nick had lost the team, that he just didn't. He, they, they weren't listening to him anymore. Um, they weren't playing for him. Defense leads to offense. He was, they weren't doing that. So Grange, Grange actually kind of talked to Eric off the Nick Nurse ledge last week, and, start, and then Eric goes. I actually thought after that, after my Grange pod, I thought he thought uh, oh, maybe maybe he's gone. Maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna leave. So <laughs> I know I try, listen. I tried to steer him in that direction to like to give me. Uh, I was trying. I was laying. I, I was throwing the breadcrumbs down for him to come and go. Oh yeah, this makes more sense. Nurse is not going to be here. Um, but it's funny. Uh, listen. Uh, first of all, yes, Eric. Thank you. Second of all, TikTok Nation. Uh, pay attention to these clips. Don't get so worked up. You should have seen the hate. It was it was back to hate talk all over again um, <laughs> about our clips being out there and that we were saying, you know, there were some clips from older pods around like, I don't know, you think next, it was all about questioning whether or not Nurse is going to be around this, that, and the other people like, how do these guys not know? You know, do you know, do your research. I'm like, holy fuck. So I've been, I've spent quite a bit of time uh, <laughs> going back and forth with these idiots around uh, just, this is a podcast a moment in time this is the earlier clips of an earlier podcast it's unbelievable anyways um so yes with that with that being said the big news since the last pod which was last friday is the dismissal of my dream guest still he now he's no longer my top uh number one spot of dream guest but he is still in the top 10 um but the dismissal of uh, coach nick nurse and to what you were just saying kitch um you know, that Grange was saying it to, to Smith, but it's kind of what we've been saying for at least three months around like the body language doesn't look right. Um, look, you know, he looks in, disinterested or frustrated. Players don't seem to be responding. So I think the bread, speaking of breadcrumbs, I think the breadcrumbs were there. Yeah. Like every, uh, we've talked to a lot of people in multiple sources high, who are kind of in the know with the Raptors and they all said there's just no team chemistry. And that'll segue into your your you want to discuss uh, Masai's uh, year in press conference. Well, I'll let you I'll let you lead off with that because that was where uh, the the team chemistry discussion came up pretty heavily in that uh, in that press conference. Yeah, before before we get into the presser with Masai, because I think that was pretty interesting. Um, some of the feedback, but let's just let's just talk a little bit more about the nurse the nurse reign. Um, and maybe you know when you think about it, ten years at the organization. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure how many years under Casey he was like a direct assistant, but it's at least two or three. They fire Casey after, you know, almost a very similar situation, right? Just they, they couldn't team chemistry, couldn't get over the hump. Uh, boom. Kind of no one, kind of no one ever heard of the guy uh, when they, when they hired him. Right. Other than you just knew nope. he was a Toronto Raptor assistant. 
Um, but certainly in the broader league, no, nobody it was not a splash. It was, uh, obviously there was a Maasai and nurse connection from way back, which I would like to know. You know what? I'd love to be in a fly on the wall the next time those two are in the same room together. Um, but you know, he comes in, we make a blockbuster trade, get a top three guy in the league at the time, uh, wins a championship in his first season. Um, now it's funny. I don't think he got a lot of credit for winning the championship in that first season. I think that he was sort of a byproduct of circumstance. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve credit. I'm yeah. saying it didn't feel everything was around the Kawhi shit, right? It was Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi. He's yep. agreed. Um, yep. But then if you go to the next year, which is the bubble year, uh, we had the third best record in the league after losing Kawhi. And I think if that season plays itself out, I don't know if it ends the same way the bubble did. So clearly, I think that's where he gained his chops, right? It was after that yep, second year. Is where everyone's like, oh, this guy can coach. Yeah, um, I agree entirely. Right. And then, obviously, disaster, Tampa. You throw that one out the window. It's not a, uh, not a nurse thing. And then last year, I mean, you would say that team, 48 wins, kind of overachieved. And nurse all over the league is being praised. KD saying loves him, would like to play for him, like uh, – well respected to the point where he's probably going to get any any um, any job he wants. So I mean, I think the whole Nick Nurse thing is pretty good. Like he said, uh, even though he said it in the worst possible scenario, it was a really good run, um, and I, I think he is going to prove himself. I'd be shocked if he doesn't win in his next location. I'd also be shocked if he didn't if he wasn't very very choosy about where his next location is to give him that sort of Phil Jackson type of like I'm not going to go to Houston. Right. And rebuild. Yeah. I'm going to go where yeah. I can win right away. Cause clearly it, he made it appear like he made it appear to, to me anyways, that he wants to win. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think he he's earned the right to be a little choosy. And, uh, I think, I think just his voice just got stale. And, uh, I think that's on, I think that's as much on the players as it is on the coach. Um, so I think, uh, I think he just, uh, it was, I'm not bitterly left. Um, it was kind of like when Bosch left. It was like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm not angry that he's gone. I think we need a change. I think he needs a change. And, uh, yeah. So I, I, I wish him the best wherever he go, wherever he heads to. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, even though we were maybe a little bit hard on him this year, but that's, I mean, that's kind of the nature of what fans do. I mean, we're, um, yeah, but I, yeah, I still think he's a great coach. I like him. Uh, I think he embraced the city. I think he embraced, Canada still going to coach the um, national team. What was he? I was, I was, I was yeah. wondering on that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, they came right out and said, he's our coach. Uh, what the Raptors do is totally independent, which makes sense. It should be. And that, that he's willing yep. to do it, which is awesome. Um, you know, he'll, he may have to uh, cut Chris Boucher from that team, but I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come to, let's, let's save that. We'll come back to Boucher in a minute. Cause I, he's on, he's yeah. on my, he's on my list of things I want to talk about. Um, sorry. So anyway, so this leads into, yeah, they fire him on Friday, which, again, was that sort of window of, like, when are they going to do this? Because they hadn't done it yet. And I think that's where Eric got into the whole, well, if they haven't done it yet, like, what's everyone yep. waiting for? Yep. But they fire him Friday morning, and the Messiah holds the press conference. So your first reaction, I, have you listened? Did you get most of it? Yep. Yep, I did. So what was your first overall reaction, like, to the press conference? My, my, my. Like listening, I listened to the first fifteen minutes, and then it just gave me repetitive, so that was enough. But I listened, to, and then my my overall thought was, Messiah has fucked this up as much as Nick has. Oh, it was a, 
like uh, that was uh, my first reaction was like, holy shit, Messiah, you you are coming out here and saying this wasn't us. Um, there was never any, like his, this is his quote multiple m- multiple times he said this year it wasn't us. Uh, there was never an excitement, spirit, togetherness. He flat out stated he did not. He flat out stated he did not enjoy watching this team play this year. We never. He says we never rose collectively as a unit. It was a selfish roster. We need our winning culture back. Well, then, if you'd felt that way all year, why the fuck did you not do something to the trade deadline and try to fix this? Like, or when he said when he said that, it just shocked the heck out of me. Or why didn't you fire Nurse in December? Yeah, right. Like, what were you waiting yeah. for? Yeah. Um. So, let me answer your question on why I didn't do anything at the, at the trade deadline. Well, other than I think actually put us in a worse spot because I really yeah. do think now it, this this Pirtle trade is not going to age well. It really, no. really is not going to age well. Well, it might be. It uh, might be done. It might be done this summer. Like he's a free agent. Well, I mean, we talked about a little bit of this last week with uh, with Eric. That I mean, we're in a, we're in a no win situation, right? We go and if we don't resign him, oh my god, it's the worst trade ever for us. Yeah. If we do resign him, are we going to get him in a cap or a team friendly deal, or are we going to get him uh, where he's like holding other cards, going, I, I want a max deal? But, I mean, so it, it's a tough situation. But I I think. Um, why they didn't do more at the trade deadline, even though, you know, I, I think they did. I actually now think that Pirtle thing was like to show the fans, hey, we're trying here. This could be a change. Yep. Like, they, um, like I think it was, I think it was more a cosmetic move than anything. But I also think that at that point, with 25 games less than the season, Masai knows he's firing Nurse. Um, yep. And that the overall has to come in the summer. There was nothing he could do. There was nothing he could do from uh, you know that standpoint in that time to change things drastically, knowing you're getting rid of the coach. However, if you listen to that press conference, you could make the argument that he was also laying the foundation for we're not going to make a lot of changes here. We're going to re-sign yeah. our guys, and because we re- he must have said a number of times, uh, three yeah. or four times, really like the guys we have. Uh, bench didn't play enough. Uh, you know, like I I left that press conference thinking, oh my we are not going to do much. They said, we're going to resign Fred. We're going to, re- we may let Gary go was the guy I think maybe takes the fall for this. We're going to resign Pirtle and we're going to go from there. Like, like I, I'll be surprised now if there's a major overhaul of the roster. Like he's got, he does have to say, we got some good guys here. Like he's got to pump them up because a, he's trying to trade him. And if he is trying to trade him and B, he's got to build the confidence. So he's got to say that. But the, the, the one, one thing that floored me, he said, and, and we, you do not have to like tear. He called it tear down. You don't have to tear down a team to build it back up again. You can build it. He said you can. Tear, you can tear, tear, tear down, down team. Tear down. T- he said tear. He said tear down. T i e r like tear. I think he meant tear. All right, let's tear down a team and build it to build it back up again. He says you can build. You can do it. You can build it up through the draft. I'm like, well, we don't have draft picks. We came away like we traded our draft picks. We talked about building up through the draft. I'm like. You moron! What 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 drafts do we have? You, yeah, your second round picks. How many good second round players? Were well, we don't even have we don't even have a lot of those. Those are gone uh, in per, in the Pirtle trade too. Like we we don't have a ton. There there is so listen. We've got this year's right. So we have thirteenth worst case scenario. We're going to be thirteenth pick and thirteenth uh, in a deep draft. So who knows? Maybe we, we need to get lucky. It'd be great if we got lucky. Um, next year's we got the Pirtle protected twenty five. If per, if somehow um, Pirtle doesn't go next year we don't give up that pick because we're top six protected, which I guess 
that wouldn't be the worst case scenario, but then it would go to 25. So we don't have, first, we don't have a pick at 25, 26. There's a, there's a contingency around that. And then 27. So that's like, we don't have any of those picks. None of those picks are ours straight up. Right. Yeah. And we have, I think one second round draft pick in the next four years. So yeah, we do not have a ton of draft capital to suggest no. that we do is, is crazy. Yeah. But again, so to your point, this whole idea of that, we don't have to tear this team down to sort of, it's like, Okay, well, that's interesting. Seeing as we just came off a forty-one and forty-one season, uh, we, we have no shooting, and you know, it's the I guess I, I guess there would be some sort of bump with the, with the next right new coach who could maybe do something with this team. But I don't know, like that 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 scared me. That scared me when yeah. he started talking about like we could this could not change very much. Yeah, like look, you look, you look, you look at the NBA. Teams go to rock bottom and then they get to the top. That's that's the new NBA. You can't, the NBA is not about surviving and hanging in there and middling around the middle. You have to, you almost have to hit rock bottom to get to the top. Like you look at Golden State two or three years back, they had a horrible record. Rest of the players and then all of a sudden back to the top again. Well, I mean, you have to factor into that regardless of what we, how we feel about Toronto, regardless of what Toronto has to offer as a major big city, as a major uh, endorsement center, it's never going to be a, primary free agent no. uh, location, right? No. We can't keep the guys that, 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 even the guys, look at all the great players we've drafted over the years. Yep. McGrady, Carter, Bosch, Stoudemire, right? None yep. of them have stayed, right? Nope. DeRozan literally is the only one who was willing to stay, resign, uh, and was going to, and would have ended his, his career as a Raptor, I think. But everywhere, at some point, every other major star that we've had has wanted out. Or is left, yep. right? So You're right. You're right. I, I don't know if that trend changes anytime soon. And clearly, no, Masai, no, I mean, not, with, not with American. Like, those are all Americans, not with Americans. Like, I think it, it, it ends like, so Milwaukee got over the hump because they got Giannis, a, non, a non-American kid. And I think, so if you if you get a, a European player, I think they they might stay, but I don't think an American kid will stay. Yeah, well, we, we had the number one pick, Bargnani. How'd that work out for us? <laughs> he might have stayed forever. <laughs> oh, my God, he totally would have. You kidding me? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And that's what, and Toronto is that international city too, right? So they could easily go, but that's what they, yeah, we, we need to draft a Luca. We need to draft uh, a Markkanen, uh, you know, all that stuff, right? Well, Luca yeah. and Doncic are the same. That's the same person. But, oh, they said, um, oh, they said yeah, Jokic. Luka, Luka and Doncic. Yeah. Or, Jokic. or Doncic and Luca. Sure. Either but, but Jokic. Jokic. <laughs> oh, second rounder, second round pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. Um, a couple of things in the press conference that, that stood out to me, and again, I'm, I'm maybe a little critical here, Masai, but you know, he, he he danced around it a little bit. He maybe at one point was like, you know, uh, I make it, everything ultimately stops with me. But he didn't. It didn't sound to me like he was owning this being a a uh, a construction of the roster issue. It, to me, I left that going. This was a coach and player issue, and therefore the culture wasn't what we want it to be, and therefore no more that coach bringing the new coach, and things should get better. And I don't think that's fair at all. I mean, and now and now we come out to hear a lot of the stuff about how, oh, they want him to play the young guys more, and he wouldn't, and this, that. Well, it's like, you know, does the buck stop with you or not? If you're the, if the coach reports into you, why aren't you having those conversations? Why aren't you making that clear? Because Masai did say, we don't tell the coach how to coach here. Well, you know yeah. what? I tell my employees what to do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Right. I guide them. I guide them. If, especially if there's a problem. If there's a problem. Especially. Yeah. 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 If, if, if it's working, no, nah, it's fine. That's working. But if there's a problem, we got to address the problem. 
Yeah. And, but I just think it, I think it's such bullshit to suggest that our young guys, like what young guy didn't get a really sort of fair shake, even though I don't like the way Nick handled them as far as consistency, but you know, let's look at it. Boucher average 20 minutes a game. That's a lot. That's a lot coming yeah. off the bench. It's 20 minutes yeah. a game. You, you got a chance to prove yourself. I would say precious is the one guy that I really think maybe got jerked around a little bit that we, but hurt for a big chunk of the season too. Yeah. And then he got, he got would, squeezed by Pirtle. And they got squeezed by Pirtle, you know, yeah. and then who else do we have? I mean, Thad Young, veteran gone. So who cares about like, that's not a young guy you're trying to develop. And this is Malachi. That's it. Yeah. You know, and now we're going to talk about Downton Jr. And, you know, Messiah came out and said he's part of our future. It's like, well, I know, but that's not a guy that Nick's going to go to go to war with and try and, yeah. uh, you know, win a series. So I, I, yeah, I don't I don't think that's fair either. Uh, and if you really wanted that Messiah, then why not blow it up at, at the at the trade yeah. deadline, right? Yeah. Trade away, exactly. trade away, Freddie. Trade away, and then go. Guess what? We're going to play all those guys and see what we have, and we're going to start yeah. over. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's still dumb. Like I, it, it's in the penalty box. My Raptors jersey, it's not coming out. It's not coming out anytime soon until uh, until I see some light at the end of the tunnel here. I'm an- well, I've been pro Masai for years. I'm anti Masai. I'm anti Masai right now. Well, I am very question mark Masai. I'm not sure I'm anti, but I'm very, there's large question marks around. You should yeah. put a question mark. That's what you should do is put a question mark next to your, your, uh, your I do jury. remember I did that this year. I got, I got, I told, I got, I got told. Oh, did you put the question mark? Right? Oh yeah. 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 Remember but, I got told it wasn't. You know what? Yeah. But I'm so disappointed that our next coach is not going to be I'm Adoka. Cause you know, I only for my Jersey purposes, cause I get to cross out nurse now, but I was, it was so great. I was going to put I'm next on the back of my Jersey. <laughs> I'm next. It was going to be awesome. It's going to hit lots of giggles from people. Now I don't have it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of, uh, oh, so let's go to Boucher and then let's talk, then we'll go to who uh, we think our next coach is going to end up being with the rumor mill. Okay. okay. Uh, and you may, and you may end up be, I may end up being very wrong from the text chain that we had yesterday, but, um, so Boucher comes out and basically rips nurse in, uh, on a podcast yesterday. Yeah. He, ba- he, ba- he basically says there's not, they're not getting enough playing minutes for the bench. That that was, everyone that on the bench time. didn't get enough chance, didn't get enough minutes and didn't get a chance to sort of you know, show what they could do. You know, I think that's so rich coming from a guy who got 20 minutes, who shot 32% from the three point line. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's like, if you're a bench player, which he was, and he was somewhere between our seventh, actually six, six to eight. So you could argue if you're a six man, you should get more than 20 minutes. I don't think he was a pure six man because once we got Pirtle and the trade, like, but I mean, he got, so I'm just dealing with Boucher alone here. I think we know exactly who Chris Boucher is. I don't think 20 minutes or 28 minutes would have made any difference. It wouldn't nope. change his shooting percentage. Wouldn't change the fact that he falls down every two seconds. Wouldn't change the fact that he can't control an offensive rebound. Uh, like we know exactly what you have there. The flyby. And the, and, the and the flyby, right? <laughs> and, you know, for every attempted block at the three-point line, he gets one for, I don't know, 50. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I – I, I just think Chris Boucher is not a sixth or seventh man. He's an eighth man at best. Mm-hmm. And he should be getting 12 minutes. Like to me, I, it's like, yeah, you should be getting 12 minutes a game, not 20. Yeah. And if you listen to, listen to his press conference, he, he goes, well, there was myself and Van Fleet and, and Pascal and OG. Like he, he categorized himself and, and everything he said with the starters. I know. And I'm, th- I'm thinking to myself, you are not, you're not even on any of the level of those guys you're not a starter, but he is, he is convinced in his, in his own head that he should be a valuable part of the of the NBA, and 
he he really showed in that conference that he's just very not very smart, not very intelligent individual. Well, just just clearly no self awareness of what who yeah. you really are and what you bring to the table. Yeah, um, yeah, I I think he yeah he clearly thinks of himself. And I listen, there's got to be some amount of ego involved with these guys to get to a, the next level and, be, and you know be who they are that sort of stuff. So I'll, I'll buy into that a little bit. But oh my gosh, to to like I left that thinking. Oh, this guy really thinks that if he played more. He would have been so much more effective. I mean, like yeah. we just would have, you just would have played more minutes at the same effectiveness, maybe, which didn't yeah. necessarily help us. I'll tell you, if you go back and look at the history of good shooters in the NBA, I want you to find one and send it to me where a guy who shoots and the ball doesn't rotate once, because when he shoots the ball, it is like a knuckleball. It, it it hardly has any rotation on it. It just kind of floats. That's not it. That's not a history not of great pretty. success in the NBA. Well, and I would argue that it's hard to find someone who's ever been a great shooter who starts with both hands behind his head to release the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. I did that my whole basketball career. I'm not playing basketball anymore. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I played. Yeah, I played 21 with Becky in the um, in the driveway last night. Just her and I, little 21 action. Yeah. And I was uh, shocked at her shooting uh, technique. And I'm just <laughs> there going, "You shouldn't shoot like this." And Chris Boucher should not shoot like that, right? <laughs> It's a very, you know, it's no, it's no wonder I waxed Becky in 21 last night because her technique was terrible. It's no wonder Boucher is only 32% in three point line because his technique is terrible. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so anyways, enough with Boucher, but I just like, uh, to me, it's, we are glare. We have some glaring, glaring issues off that bench. Yeah. Um, and we have some glaring, glaring issues, you know, with our bigs, uh, our rebound. Like it's just, I, yeah, I, it, I think we've got some glaring issues with our attitude. Like you, so there, if that guy comes out as a six and says that publicly, right there he's saying he's got the wrong attitude for a team, for for togetherness, for a girl. So I think I think when when Masai, like he was pushing on the attitude's not right, and he that interview was a prime example of how the attitude attitude's not right. Yeah, you know I'm glad you said that because it touches on that point that took away from the press conference too that I I wrote down. It no accountability on the player's part. He didn't like if I'm you jury, I would have taken that opportunity absolutely to say listen. This is a, if it's, we're going to blame Nick, we're also going to blame the players because they have to be accountable because they're getting paid yeah. $20 million a year to yeah. do a job. Right. Yeah. And they, and I, it would have been, and they weren't good enough. And we're going to evaluate each and every one of them for, are they the type of player that we want here for the so-called culture that you kept talking about and mm-hmm. their expectations? Well, you know what? Clearly we have guys who aren't on board with that. Yeah. Right. 100%. And, and if they're not, then guess what? Like it should have been a very clear, and that's what I didn't. I didn't get the sense that it was a clear message to the players too. Nurse was the first domino to fall here, and we're yep. going to clean house with the guys that don't want to be here or that can't. You know, I I felt it was very much kowtowing more to the players of like, hey guys, wasn't your fault. We had a coach who, um, you know, wasn't the right guy for you guys this year. So just wait to see who we get the next. And you know, so, yeah, I just I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't like it yeah. at all. No, I I hear you. I hear you. No, but how about yeah. you know what? How about our guy Nurse and Earl? And uh, did you read the thing on Nurse and Watson, where he sent Watson home? That so Earl Watson used to be the head coach of Phoenix, New Orleans. Oh, Phoenix. Phoenix. That's right, Phoenix. Phoenix. So we bring him as our lead assistant two years ago. So I assumed that was all based on a relationship with Nurse, or you know, but apparently it wasn't. Um, And they got into it, and there was a game which I didn't know, but there was a game where Watson was on the bench, and they. Nurse had sent him home. Uh, something along the lines that we felt that Watson was uh, undercutting him with the players that sort of like, 
you know, instead of having nurses back, he'd have, he was more of a, of a player's uh, coach, but then that makes sense. Right. Cause remember our guy, Nate went from the second row. Yeah. To the first row. Yeah and, yeah, and and if you watch the seating, Watson got pushed, uh, got bumped down one, so he clearly got bumped from uh, the top assistant role and yeah. uh, or one of the top two assistant roles because it was him and Griffin. Um, you and apparently Masai had no idea this had happened. Like when nurse, like nurse sent him home without uh, checking with Masai, so that yeah. cre- that created like it's it's amazing the stories that come out after when the, yeah. even though we knew just by watching it. Yep. something wasn't right. And then you hear all these stories behind the scenes. Oh shit. It really wasn't right. There's all kinds of shit going on. Well, drama, yeah, I guess, it's, I call. guess it's Watson, Watson. He got, he got like Booker. Booker is a huge advocate for this guy. He says, he says he got him. He got him going the league. He really helped him out as a young guy. And I guess he's got a really strong relationship with, uh, with uh, Siakam, Van Fleet and OG, the three of them. I guess he's really, really tight with those three guys. So yeah, I could totally see but that. It's, it, but it's funny. His, his name's not, the one that's being banned. All right, so let's lead into the who's our next coach uh, segment. Uh, his oh, name Watson's, is not, Watson's on all of them. He's on all of them. So I, I pulled up. The yeah, but Griffin seems uh, Griffin seems to be the if the I read just yesterday if there's going to be internal move it'll be Adrian Griffin not Earl Watson. Ooh, I, what stuff I I was looking at today all all had Watson as one of the top five uh, equally on, on an even part. Griffin was in there as well, but uh, had Watson at the top. And I think I think Watson's like Griffin's been with them for a while. Um, I think he's too ingrained in the culture. Watson's has only been with him for a couple of years. Came from Phoenix, kind of got screwed with the with the with the uh, management of Phoenix when he was there. He had, a, he had a terrible record, but the players loved him. So I, I uh, and former player, right? Big movement. The former player stuff. These, uh, you know, there's a big sort of move to say, hey, the former players actually yeah. can relate to the guys better, right? Because they've been through it. They know the, the challenges, all that sort of stuff. Well, listen, I I think if we go from within, it's a huge mistake. But I'll tell you what, if we do go from within, that does mean status quo. There'll be no blowing up of that roster if we go stat like for sure. Yeah, although we would have said we would have said the exact same thing with uh, with Casey and Nurse. Like we thought it was, we I remember I, I remember I think myself was thinking it was just why do we why do we we fired Casey? We hired some we brought some guy up who's not even that well known at the time and put him in as a replacement there. So we thought that was a mistake. And it worked out. So, well, don't forget it worked out. Um, cause we also made a blockbuster trade. True. So yep, yeah, true. you want to bring in Earl Watson and then go get me a top five guy in the league. Sure. Earl Watson and Giannis. That'd be nice. <laughs> I'll take, I'll even yeah. take Durant. I'll take Durant. Yeah. I'll take, <laughs> yeah, I'll take yeah, sure. Yeah. Anybody. Uh, so yeah, I, but then when you look at it on the, um, from the ex coaches that are out there, it's not a who's who of coaching legends that are nope, available. It's not, uh, it's at not. The, I mean, Nurse and Adoka really were the two big name are the two big names, and Adoka's yeah. gone. Well, Frank um, Vogel, Vogel's out there, isn't he? No, fuck, he is. But I mean, <laughs> don't really want him. What about Ak- where's really Atkinson now? Is Atkinson uh, coaching so is Atkinson, assistant somewhere? Well, yeah, he turned down the Charlotte job last year, yeah, uh, because he wanted to stay with um, Golden State. State. Yeah, but now I like him. Yeah, and he got a raw, raw deal. Um, Brooklyn for sure. In Brooklyn with those idiots. Yeah. So. You know, a guy like that, veteran knows you know knows his way around the league. I'd be I'd be totally okay with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like so I mean, like you know, oh my god, someone mentioned Stan Van Gundy the other day. I was like, oh my, there's no way he can't have another life. He has What's to be Stackhouse. Done. Stackhouse got brought up too. <sighs> yeah, I mean, listen, so he left. Jerry's he left. a great he job at Vanderbilt. Well, he did a great job at, at, at he, he won the D League with with the Raptors team that year. The G the nine hundred five. 
Yeah. Then he went to uh, then he went to uh, Vanderbilt and had to turn the turn them around yesterday. Now his name brings in good recruits. Like uh, I'll go play for Stackhouse. So Vanderbilt never had a big name coach that could bring in good players. So Stackhouse's name will bring in good players. Um, but they went twenty two. I think twenty two and fifteen. And uh, so I think uh, I think uh, yeah I think he he could be a candidate. He, he's sort of familiar with it. Do you think if Jerry becomes the head coach, um, he'll still be able to leave the arena seven minutes after the game's over and meet us at the bar? <laughs> For some straight vodka? Remember yeah, that? might be tough. might be tough. Oh, yeah. Right. And then tell how he hates Michael Jordan stories? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, don't know if he could, I don't know if he could pull that off, but um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy you that might, part, Maybe he just has to put some soda in his vodka or a little cranberry <laughs> or something. Not just well, he had, he had no time. He had to get back to the bus. He had to get back to the bus. Um, yeah, Jake. Like that would be interesting. Um, and you wonder, like, are there any other deep or any raptor ties out there? What about Jack? Oh, I didn't know about that. What about <laughs> Jack? Jack? Well, a lot of people have said that to me. Jack and a coach. Jack and a coach. Uh, oh. You know what? <laughs> the, 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 Let's get Jack on. You know, we need to get Jack on. We're gonna try and get Jack on next week. We should bring that up. That'd be good. Yeah. We'll throw Jack's hat. We'll, we'll tell Jack. Jack. We're we're begging. We're thinking you're going to be the new head coach. We got to get you on. We'll, see, see what well, we'll just tell him. We'll just tell him. Listen, we're officially we officially launched this campaign. I mean, and we'll just go. Listen, if Biden can launch his uh, campaign to be president again, well, why can't you? You know, you're much younger and more capable. And let's just he is younger. Back. Trust trust yeah. us. He is younger. Yeah. Younger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he does he does have his wits about him a, a little bit more than Biden too. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, by that rationale, he's qualified. Jack is qualified. <laughs> Um, all right, listen, let's, uh, I think, I think that's where we're at. So TikTok people, when you hear these clips, these are like the latest clips. Now, if something happens tomorrow and they hire a coach that none of the guys that we mentioned, well, that's because we didn't know, because this has already happened. The TikTok, so TikTok nation and John, make sure we put this clip up right now. I want them to hear TikTok nation, understand what you are seeing on TikTok has happened in the past, not the immediate. It's not present. Um, okay, so that's it for Raptorville. I think for um, the latest yeah, and greatest. Um, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk a little NBA playoffs? We should just talk a bit of playoffs. Yeah, it's been some, it's, I think it's so. Actually, you know, it's been pretty it's entertaining. Games. Yeah, yeah, some great games like Milwaukee and Miami. I, honestly, Giannis is hurt, so Giannis came back for the last game. If you watched it, because we had the twenty six and a half, he had seventeen points in the first quarter, our first half, and I'm thinking, okay, he's going over twenty six and a half, and all of a sudden the second half he got nine. He didn't crash the boards. He didn't drive to the hoop. Um, didn't try to get a rebound on both ends of the court. So he's still he's still not right. And that team, that team is like I, it, I like that coach. What's his name? Budenheiser. How do you say yeah. it? Budden, uh, Budden, coach Budenheiser. Budenheiser. Yeah. He, I, I think he's a horrible coach. I, I think he has lucked into having Giannis on his team all the way through. But he, his in-game coaching is horrific. Jim. Jimmy Butler, good player, not a great, great player, but a, a strong player in the wow. NBA. And he, to to allow that guy to score fifty nine points, how about doing an adjustment in the game? Like, like I know Hal Holiday is one of the greatest defenders out there, but he's not stopping him. So you got to do some like there, that. You the only guys you could beat you on that court were maybe Robinson a little bit, um, Butler and and Adebayo. The rest of it's just a, a bunch of guys who aren't doing anything. So, so. Do something different on defense to make another guy beat you. And he didn't adapt. He didn't change one one look on the whole game. And he lost. And he lost the end because that guy got fifty nine. Like no. that's on the coach in my they eyes. Can't, that, oh, for sure. I I totally agree with that. Even though even though I would argue that Jimmy buckets and playoff Jimmy 
I mean, he does take it to another level. He, he is a top 10 playoff dude for sure. Um, yeah, I can say playoffs. Maybe top seven. Like you take him. So, but I agree with you. They were up 10 that whole game. They were up 10. Yeah. They were never, it was never looked like they were at a chance of losing that game until Jimmy goes crazy. Yeah. But then your main guy is, is compromised. So that doesn't help necessarily, but they crumbled. I mean, I couldn't, I watched the last five minutes like, Oh my yeah. God, they were bad. They were just they were bad. Terrible. And then, terrible. And my, you know, and then Miami had all the momentum and yeah. guys are making shots from everywhere. It's like, so, but I agree with your assessment of bud. Listen, he was going to lose his job. They barely beat uh, Brooklyn when yep. uh, Durant put the, the three on the line, right? The toe on the yep. line. If yep. they lose that series, Bud's gone. They go on to win the, the title, and now he's a hero, and he can, be, he can stick around for another three or four years. But I, listen, he's not – tactically, he's not a great coach. He does do oh. something right because every t- everywhere he goes, he wins. Like, I mean, he had a 60-win yep. Atlanta team they took to the conference yeah, that's finals. That's true. That's right? true. So, but I agree with you. In, like he's very rigid sticks to, yeah. sticks to what it, what it, what they do it's just like this is what we do and it doesn't matter what the, what the nature of the game is this is what we do yep yeah let's yeah so so, yeah. so, so, I, so I hate so that you, kind of coaching I, it drives me like i was just saying just change up a little bit let somebody else beat you don't let the guy who's on fire beat you get like, get, get all the guys on fire Can and you so believe? you look at this not since 2012 has an has an eight seat beat a one seat so you've got what's that 13 years or 11 years yeah. 11 years since uh that's happened. It's only happened uh, five times in NBA history. You got three, one lead. And the other thing that's astonishing in that is Milwaukee is plus one ten to win the series. I was just going to say the that series. I was just going like, to say, Milwaukee's I can't to win three are, in a row. Miami's minus one thirty. They got to win one of three games to, to have the cash. Like, holy know, lack of respect. It, totally. Uh, and this is where, this is where you got like, yeah, that, that should be free money. Cause I mean, Miami yeah. should win a game. Um, but yeah, I was shot because I, I immediately went to go uh, see what those odds were because I was actually going to bet Milwaukee if they were decent yeah, odds. Me too. The, me too. Like, I thought it'd be like, like plus oh, three hundred yeah. or plus three fifty. Yeah, or something I like that. at least yeah. two fifty. Yeah, but yeah, no. That, so that's uh, that was surprising to me too. So yeah, I agree. But that one, I mean, I must admit, if Milwaukee loses, that's a even with Giannis being compromised. I mean, they should be able to beat that team who has no Tyler Hero. I might add. Exactly. Like they're compromised exactly. too. Exactly. You got Holiday, Lopez, and uh, and uh, Middleton. Middleton. Oh, geez. And by the way, who light us up every time we play them? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. No problems there if they're playing us. Yeah, I know. Amazing. All right. Uh, and then Warriors, how about the Knicks? Uh, how about the Knicks licking their chops oh, now? So the oh. Knicks, Knicks playing the Knicks look good against Cleveland. Uh, they can somehow, they can, well, they're probably going to win that series. They've been dominating them and and playoff anti playoff Mitchell has has shown up like he usually does. Well, just, Knicks are a thousand percent winning that series. They may not yeah. win it uh, in five, in five, but they're they're definitely going to win that. Like they win a big news. That home court so they can, they could huge. get now Miami in round two. Like this, so the Knicks could go through Cleveland. They get Miami in round two and let Boston, Philadelphia beat beat the pulpit of each other for a seven game series. And yeah, that's 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 yeah. licking their chops for I the know, Knicks. You know what? I I really do think the from a gambling perspective, the play is to pick Boston to win the East and parlay it like and then pick. The Lakers, Golden State, and one other, and just pick those. Like Phoenix. just parlay those two. Phoenix, yeah, and just you. Know, I think you can make. I think you could make some money uh, doing that because Boston's going to win the East. You know they looked yeah, good last night. Terrible game last night, or terrible ending. They were dominating. I know. Yeah, they were dominating. <laughs> another another team that folded. <laughs> Unbelievable. So you know, the- I must admit, for all the shit Trey Young takes, it's a pretty impressive three he he buried. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
you know, and from deep, like I don't even have a problem with the defense that was played. Like that was just a guy yeah. pulled and made he the shoot. shot. He, he just can't play defense. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's an interesting one too. But yeah, Knicks, I love that. And then, so uh, Philly's obviously they're already done. But the West now you've yeah. got now you got a great series coming up with Denver and Phoenix. Probably the Western Final in the, in the next series, I would say. Phoenix, Denver. Uh, you know, you say that, but Jesus, it's gonna be it's gonna be Warriors, Lakers in the next round. Like, yeah, true. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not actually out of true. I'm not even writing off Sacramento yet. I'm not writing Fox, off. Broken, they, broken finger on a shooting hand. That's a problem. That is a problem. That's a problem. He's, he's playing tonight, so hopefully he's playing. Hopefully. I know, which I love, by the way. I love yeah. that he's playing. Um, yeah. But uh, man, they they just had, they came so close that last game to go up three one. I'm like, oh, that would have been great. All right. Well, then who do you, who do you like? You got to pick a winner of the West. Who who wins the Western Conference right now? Phoenix. I think I think Durant is starting to find his stride with his new team. I don't like it, but I think I think he's settling in. He's starting to figure out what the team wants from him. They're starting to understand him, and I think I don't think I don't think they're well, beatable. We should have a friendly bet then, because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna pick Denver to win that series. Oh, I'd have, I'd be happy with that. Be happy with that I got Denver to win yeah. the NBA, so I got to be happy with that. Oh, you did you pick him to win the whole thing? Yeah, Denver and uh, Milwaukee were my two at the beginning of the year. Oh, you've actually been on. Okay, well, good for you. I have nothing. I have no futures at the moment, which is, I don't like. You only, you only you only love futures. You tell me that know, futures are the I only know, way you I should know. bet. I've been a little gun shy lately, um, but I am gonna I am gonna do something up where, uh, like I just said, I I think the Boston. I'm I'm predicting a Boston Denver final. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. I, I hope and that pays that's what I'm that pays for. six to one right now. If you pick that, oh there you go. All right, yeah, it's not horrible. There's some futures for you. Um, all right, do we have anything? Oh, you know, can we just uh, do we want to talk Draymond just quickly? Okay, and I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk one other too, but you you start with Draymond. Uh, well, just the Draymond thing. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what the league allow. Like, the, it almost looks like the inmates are running the asylum right now. <laughs> it, it just, yeah. It, yeah. it's this is craziness. What's happening uh, yeah. between him and Dylan Brooks? Like, there has to be. Th- this can't go on like this. Like, you just you can't have this kind of behavior and. And it being taller, and then Draymond coming out saying, "I'm going to be Draymond, and yep. it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to change for anybody." It's like, well, you know what? How about this? Here's a four game suspension in the playoffs because <laughs> what he did was ridiculous. I'm yeah. not listen. I think the NBA was wrong not to deal with Sabonis because Sabonis clearly grabbed his leg. So I know we're talking about stuff in the way, but but yeah. I, to me, it's just an overall trend of like what is happening in the NBA right now with this sort of the tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the stuff there's, these guys there's are, just, are, are there's just a few whack job. But it's not it's not I wouldn't say it's the NBA in general. It's like it's Patrick Beverly, it's Dylan Brooks doing this, it's Green. Like there's probably a handful. It's probably ten guys. It's just probably a handful. It's probably even hard to get to ten guys. So it's just it's those guys that that tar- But but Gold State, they love them. Like they think they think uh, Do they? I don't know. I this is Draymond's do. last year. He's not coming back next year. He's got a player option. Uh he's gonna I think he's gonna decline. I think he's so Again, Boucher, like unaware of who he really is, he is going to opt out of twenty-seven million, thinking he can get more years and more money overall, which he, he probably will, but it won't be with the Warriors. I think they're. I think they've had. I think Kerr's had enough of them. That would be I a really terrible sign. Be a terrible. He 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 is good because he's got great shooters on his team. That's what makes. Okay, him good. But you know what? But here's an interesting question: three years, seventy million for the Raps. Would you, would you sign him? Draymond? Yeah. Nope. See, I think I would actually. Oh, geez, why? What? Like, 
Yeah. He's great defensively. He's a, I mean, he's great defense. The only problem is if he's combustible on this team with those players and that coach yeah. and that, what would on he a do win, with a team on a winning great? team? Like yeah. on a, yeah, on a winning team, he's combustible. I, yeah, I think he, he, might, he might be, he might be I too much big of a headache, but if you get him to play, if you get him just to play defense and shut the fuck up, I would, but that's a big, he told you he's not going to do that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. He told you, I'm not going to do that. He publicly said, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, which is which is like the NBA should be able to suspend him indefinitely for that. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Exactly. It's ridiculous. All right, what you what's your topic? My topic is a sad story. It's our oh. beloved Kawhi Leonard. Like such a good talent, such a good player, and just has no ability to survive in the league. And and I don't I don't know. I don't know how any, how you can look at him properly. Like, how can you evaluate this guy as something we need in our roster? And how we like, he just he cannot he survive the he can't survive the NBA game. Like, it is shocking that we actually got him for a full season. Like, like credit to Alex McKechnie and his and his and his health team that that we actually got him to survive because he, he he just can't he can't withstand the portion. Like, he tore his meniscus. That was the that was what came out yeah, today. Tore his meniscus. Today, yeah. He's done, and uh, so he's uh, like it. Just it just it's too bad because he's such a good player, and he's and he's good because he's not yappy. He's not a crybaby. He just goes out, plays tough defense, and like that's that's well, a guy except, that you love for the NBA. Except Simmons and uh, whatever his guest was this week, they did they did a thing on it, and they said, you know what? the The knock on Kawhi is behind the scenes. He is a me guy. He's got his own team. He walks to the beat of his own drummer. He tells the organization, yeah. "Here's how I'm doing things." Like he's not like he's not all in from that perspective. But here's yeah, he's not a team guy. I would say he's not a team guy. Any anywhere, even Toronto, he wasn't really a team yeah, guy. Not really. No, no. totally. Um, and then you look at this now and you think, "Oh my God, what?" They've got him. They just re-signed him. He's. They've got three more years at max money with him. He's going to miss. He's going to miss a big chunk of the next season to start. And obviously, yeah. you're, it's going to be super careful with him when he does come back. He's damaged goods. Like he oh. is. He is complete damaged goods. And I cannot believe the Clippers really signed him to that deal. When you think about it, like I know. I mean, he's been damaged goods since he left Toronto. He's not yeah. been healthy since then. And then here you go. And he missed a whole year. And he missed a whole year. And you were signed yeah. to a max contract. And he was damaged Crazy goods before he got to Toronto. He was damaged goods yeah. in San Antonio. Yeah, that was the beginning of it. There. Yeah. yeah, that was the beginning yeah, so of it. He, like he's, like, we only got him for one healthy year. And other than that, he's not been healthy for a season in his whole career. So in hindsight, even though we got nothing for him because he left in free agency, um, in hindsight, yeah, him leaving after that one year yeah. probably, probably didn't hurt us. Probably right? not. Probably didn't hurt us. Maybe we knew how to manage him, though. Maybe we knew how to keep him healthy. I don't know. Yeah, You're, the, the car is broken. The car is broken. Right. It was going to break down eventually, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like yeah. he's played a ton since it's been the Clippers. No. Right. No. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I agree. It is a, it is a bit of a of a tough one, but this is it for him. Like, no one's he's he's untradeable now, yeah. uh, and no one's gonna. That that was his last big contract, which is probably that you could maybe make that argument is going to be his last big contract, anyways. But yeah, I think he's done. I I, 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 I think he's done. Him, I can't see him playing three more years under that contract. No. Well, I mean. he's Listen, my God, he played hard for two games. He couldn't yeah. last two full games. Yeah. At 40 minutes a game, right? Yeah. And tours, and I mean, come on. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, the Clippers are cursed. Yeah, they are. So it's too bad, too. Um, all right. We should uh, we should move on. Are the guys of keeping these uh, pods a little shorter than uh, than, than during the in-season? Uh, in let's... Uh, Let's move on. Do we have anything anything else that you or can we go right to what drives you crazy? That's all I got. Next. Uh okay. Do you want to go? All right. So 
as you know, um, Bart and myself and Kentucky Russ are heading to the Kentucky Derby. Derby. Next, next Saturday. A week? Well, a week? A week today. We're heading, <laughs> yeah. We'll be in uh, Louisville. Oh, that's re- a week Thursday. Oh, no, Thursday. week tomorrow. Week tomorrow. Sorry, week tomorrow. So I want to know, what's driving me crazy, why the focus of our Derby trip <laughs> now has become, what are you supposed to wear? I've never attended a sporting event where so much time has been focused on what you should wear to the event. I now, I now have a seersucker suit. Oh, did a, you go full suit? A dumbass bow tie. Um, that is great. Going to a sporting event to watch a, to watch the sport and have to dress up like a like a like a clown, uh, just to be socially acceptable. You have to dress up like a clown. Why can't we just enjoy the races in comfort? Why can't we just wear shorts and a golf shirt and have fun have a fun day? No, no, you got to you got to dress up in something uncomfortable and sit there for ten hours at the track at the track at a horse track to to attend this event. Drives me crazy. Not a game. Not a game. At a track. <laughs> um, well. Could you probably, I think that's probably a, um, an arrow that was just uh, shot at me over there because I did create the chat group with the ladies, um, <laughs> with all of us about what, but um, I do think it's a bit when, uh, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do a little bit, right? Like, I think it's a little bit of that. Like when the first time you went, what'd you wear? <laughs> Shorts, sandals, yeah. and, uh, and like yeah, a t-shirt. Were, but you were with the common folk. We're not with the common folk. No, I wasn't actually. Yeah. We were in that, we were in the high end section. Yeah, we were a little underdressed. Slacker, I yeah, like no shit. Around, like everybody else is dressed in suits. Stuff we got a t-shirt and shorts on. And you but, wonder why you know Beyonce? What? But you know you what? Why Beyonce didn't talk to you in the elevator? You know what I was? I was. I was comfortable. I was comfortable. That's what I was. Well, you know, I'm not going to be uncomfortable. You know, yeah, we'll be more dressed up than uh, it's not going to be lying on your couch comfortable. But I'm not going to be uncomfortable. Like the pants, I'm like, no, I'm not going crazy. And then you take I your can't, jacket I, off. I can't see a seersucker suit being comfortable. I really can't. Well, you're going to take your jacket off, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, but I hear you. I hear you. This does not surprise me that this is that you're having this sort of um, yeah, anxiety. You've seen, you've yeah. seen me dress up. Yeah, I've, seen I've, dress I know up. exactly what you're capable of, and I agree. Sears Sucker Suit's not it's not the first thing that comes to my it's mind. Not, it's not me. No. What can and, Kitch pull off? It's not that. And then I saw this thing that Sue sent me, or my wife sent me, and said, uh, um, yeah, you're not supposed to wear socks with your dress shoes. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. So you, I can tell you, I'm not, I'm not a fun guy to hang around with with 12 hours of no socks in dress shoes. Like it, there's, there's an order you know that will you could have, there. you could have stopped at 12 hours. I don't care what you're wearing <laughs> at some point. There's a, there's a past due day, a past due hour for sure. Well, I can tell them my feet then my feet are eight hours then. Kitch, but listen, they will Kentucky smell. Russ has been saying this for a while and I did the same thing. Go get like the comfortable, like the kind of the, like all the guys wear on TV, like on ESPN, they wear their suits with like their running shoes. I'm wearing running shoes basically. Uh, well, or very well, comfortable with shoes. socks or without socks. Well, I'm going to wear like. I'm going to, uh, without socks, and I'm going to wear, um, like, the half socks that no one can see. Oh, so you're, you're wearing nylons. Okay, you're wearing, I get it. You're, no, no, you're, you're wearing, you're wearing like nylons. I think yeah. you're wearing nylons. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. You know what? You are so. <laughs> Rob Marcotte, Bobby Marcotte, uh, introduced these to me a long time ago, and I wore, uh, I wore, I wore them uh, the other day. <laughs> uh, bring an extra pair. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll bring you a pair. Actually, you're Moon boots. I'm not sure they'll fit. Uh, <laughs> all right. Listen, on a uh, very unsimilar note for my what drives you crazy. Um, so I think Kitch, as you know, uh, most people know I uh, that are around me. Like I've, I've spent quite a bit of time on health and wellness podcasts. Like I spent I, that's the majority outside of uh, Simmons. I, I, the majority of what I listen to are health and wellness podcasts. And I really enjoy them because I do think uh, I can improve the way uh, I've lived the first 50 years of my life. Um, but you know what's driving me crazy is trying to keep up. 
I there's this one pod there's this one pod that I listen to and they have a different guest on every week and basically the every different guest has a different hack of life that you're supposed to follow in order to you know achieve x y or z and what's impossible like you can't keep up and, and you become overwhelmed and you're just like well I now I don't even know what to do I don't even know what to do anymore. I get it. I get it. You got to take the kale out of your smoothie and put like celery in it now. And yeah. You the celery out of your smoothie and you got to put carrots in it now. Yeah. Who, who yeah. knows what's like, right? If, you, if you're doing this and if you want to have sugar, then this is the way you have to consume sugar. It's like, oh, yeah. So it, I, I've been, uh, I've realized lately that I've been overwhelmed. So my goal in the next couple of months is to really just lock down on two or three of these like sort of, because there are core themes and there's just different takes on the core themes but i gotta lock into two or three core themes and just go with this is what i'm gonna do it'll probably but be sleep i'll tell you what sleep's the big one. Oh, sleep's yeah. the big one yeah yeah and i'm terrible at it you're terrible at it uh, i'm not bad at sleeping <laughs> well no but it, it, staying up till midnight and then sleeping till 10 in the morning yeah that, that's not that's not ideal it's not ideal <laughs> that's better than sleep until six from 12 <laughs> yeah true but some of us do work or have kids they have to get up with so it's harder to do um but yeah, sleep is the, that's my next frontier is I really, really do need to. And you know, the time to do it is now, like when the, when playoffs are done, because baseball doesn't keep you up. Like I'm not, I don't need to stay up and watch baseball games, but yeah, uh, yeah the summer is going to be the time to try and, well, the summer when I'm not, <laughs> with the two weeks you're not at Stony. Uh, yeah. So anyways, all right, but that, that's, it's driving me crazy. You, trying to keep you up. Need I can't to do, keep you up. need to move, you need to move to the West coast. What's you do? Then all the sports are done by ten thirty. Oh, bed by eleven. My God, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. I would love it. I might do it actually in retirement. I might do it. I really might. Might so be on my own, but I might do it. So in six months, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, Aob. Before we get out of here, my Aob is tomorrow night. First game of the year. I'm going to the Leafs game. I'm going to watch the the Toronto Maple Leafs for my first game oh, of the year. Don't tell Bobby. Bobby Bart will not be happy to hear this. <laughs> Why is that? Well, because he's a huge Leafs fan, and he he would kill to go to that game tomorrow night, game five. So, but but based on history, um, everybody's telling me this is exactly where Tampa Bay wants the Leafs to be up three one because they just can't can't get. It I know, and, this, and obviously this is that's all what everyone's talking about. And I, the number of people have said to me, like, "Oh, the Leafs they don't win tomorrow." And I'm like, "Yeah, the Demons will be out if they don't win tomorrow." However, what people are forgetting, and I, and you've seen it with a bunch of um, franchises like Tampa. These guys are done. The run is over, right? They've been in yeah. three straight. They've won two cups. They lost last year in the cup finals. It's over. They've got a somewhat aging team. They, they're out of, listen, they're out of gas. The, I will, I will guarantee a Leafs victory. Oh tomorrow my God, night. they're done. They're done. They're so done now. Guaranteed. <laughs> By the way, can I tell you, and this is a true story. No one's going to believe it, but I could show you my betting account. I went and bet the Leafs to start the third period. Um, last game, 17 to 1. <laughs> 17 to 1. I got them. Now, I put very, very little. I put 100 bucks, so it's not um, not that big a deal. But, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, hey, that's a nice little uh, pick-me-up. <laughs> I know. Um, I had the Giannis triple-double the other night when they when he didn't do it in the second half, but he got 26, 10, and yeah, 11 he, or he something. Yeah, triple-doubled. Yeah, barely. Just eked it out. <laughs> What'd that pay? Nine and a half to 1. Oh, take that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all right. Listen, AOB for me. What did I have? I wrote something down here. Let me just check to see what if, oh, geez. Um, let me just check. I can't believe I missed the uh, Jays game today. Should have that on. Jays are, uh, what, what are they at Jays now? Jays are up five, nothing, five, nothing, bottom of seven. Oh, look at that. Jays over, over 91 and a half. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock, lock that up. Uh, oh, 
you know what I, I read this morning? So Woj, right? Agent Wojnowski, yeah. ESPN, uh, and Adam Schefter, right? He's the, he's the NFL insider on yep. ESPN, and Woj is the NBA insider on ESPN. Guess yeah. how much money they make? I have no clue. I know, guess. Like for those jobs, uh, 400000 I would have gone higher than that, but I would never go to what I've read this morning that they make. They both make $10 million. For their lifetime, for their whole career? No, no, per annum. <laughs> wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. That's impressive. That is, well, it shocked me. It absolutely blew. Like, to be an insider. Yeah. I mean, they're on TV a lot, and they do a lot, but my God, that's incredible. 10 mil. That's healthy. There's a lot of money in that sport. Well, I'll tell you what, with 7,000 uh, Disney jobs being cut this week, I would not want to be making $10 bucks for being an, an insider and think I have True. long-term security. There could be a change in that in that department. <laughs> yeah, or a salary cut. Yeah. Um, uh, and then my last thing would be on uh, my son's pick the wrong sport to excel in. Uh, on Sunday, Johnny and I went out for a quick 18, both shot 80. Bobby wakes up because it was the night after his prom parties. Um so he wants to play. So Johnny and Bobby both go play another 18. Bobby shoots 72. Johnny shot 75. Ooh, wow. I know. I think they're in tennis school. I, I, tennis know. <laughs> I, know. I was like, oh, my God. What a mistake. What a mistake. Wait, you, should roll them in, you should have rolled them in golf school so they can improve their tennis game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, Johnny, Johnny was almost uh, breaking down because I, we were sending him to tennis today. And he's done. He's retiring. This is this it. He's retiring from tennis. This is it. Enough. This is yeah. it. He's going. He's going full golf. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, what the future what the future brings for golf. But PNC Championship, father son P- Tiger. I want to be in the last group, the Barts and the Woods. I don't know, twelve years from now, father son PNC. Can you carry Tiger's bags or something? Can you? Can you? Oh, can you somehow. Sudden, well, I'll get in his ear. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm totally getting Tiger's ear. Um, yeah. All right. So there you go. All right. Listen. I gotta go. I've I've a okay. hour to deal with. All right. Well, broken down Kawhi. Yeah, one knee Kawhi. We're gonna take it away. Kawhi up top looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win.